This is Water Daily for November 24th, 2020. This week we're looking at Mark 13, 24 to 37, Jesus discussing the end of the world. Today's reflection is elected. It's been a challenging few weeks in gospel lectionary land for people who believe in universal salvation, the doctrine that all are saved by Christ's redeeming work, regardless of what they believe or whether they want to be included. We heard about the talent-burying steward, condemned to outer darkness, the unprepared bridesmaids shut out of the banquet. Last Sunday, it was Jesus' vision of the final judgment, with the righteous sorted from the damned. This week, we hear about the end times, and this troubling verse, quote, Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds, with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Just what or who is meant by his elect? Can anyone join that party, or do you have to be invited, or worse, elected? For us, election implies a democratic process, but theologians of old used that word to connote God's choosing us for salvation. It's more selection than election. In some passages, Jesus suggests it is not automatic, giving rise to the idea of predestination, the doctrine that some are chosen for salvation or not. There is some comfort in the notion that there is nothing we can do to secure eternal salvation. That is grace, which is pure gift. But most folks like to be able to control their destinies, to earn their way. And what if some get the gift and some do not? What if winning the lottery on earth by where we are born and in what color skin and with what accompanying resources and privileges means we are shut out of the heavenly courts? What about faith and belief? Some passages imply this is the key, the one response required from us to what God freely offers. It is human nature to look at a phrase like his elect and immediately wonder about the opposite, who loses. Yet nothing in that word implies a limit. Everyone might be God's elect. If the love of God is as merciful and all-encompassing as Jesus implies in some of his teaching, then we might imagine that those being gathered from the four winds includes most, if not all, of humanity. It's one reason we are to make the love and power of Jesus known in our lives. It is not given to us to know who is or is not elect. Christians who presume to judge that for others are usurping a role reserved strictly for God. Jesus told us only to love one another as God has loved us with mercy and compassion and healing and truthfulness. That should keep us busy enough not to have time to worry about who's in and who's out, even ourselves. A parishioner of mine once told me of her grandniece, then four years old, speaking about her recent baptism at show and tell. Asked by a teacher what baptism meant, the girl said, it means that even when you're not perfect, God forgives you. Instead of worrying about whether or not we're included, Let's set about being the kind of Christian community in which that girl and all her peers grow into adulthood holding that perfect knowledge. A church that knows in its guts that truth can transform the world in amazing grace.